Welcome to the C12 Podcast. My name is Matt, and today we are sharing our Friendsgiving message from Alex Carney, which is a little bit quicker of a thought today, but it's a great message on the difference in pressure and stress and how to handle that in your life. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. What is up, C12? How you guys doing tonight? Welcome to Friendsgiving. How many are ready for the holiday season to begin? That was like, that was weak. We got a bunch of holiday haters in here. Little Scrooges at some of these tables. <laughs> How many of you guys are ready for the holiday season? Like you're ready for like Thanksgiving to be here, Christmas. Okay, I'm just gonna take a big poll in the room. How many of you uh, would be on the side of, you know what, Christmas starts early. I've already started listening to Christmas music. I've already set up for Christmas. If it was my decision and I was Jesus, we would do it in July. How many are in that camp? Okay. How many of you believe uh, that Christmas doesn't start until after Thanksgiving? How many? All right. My, wow. We got a whole table over here. You chose right. You chose to sit at the right table. Hey, my people, man, I think Christmas starts after Thanksgiving, but something about the holiday season, I think it, it, it just brings so many good memories, joy, fun. And, and I think even nights like tonight, Friendsgiving. It's just a night where it's a different change of pace. It's a different structure. It's a different model. The, tonight is a night where you're a little bit more laid back. Tonight's more fun than it is maybe uh, intense. And, and it's times like this, I think in seasons like this, where we get to have uh, more fun. And at the same time, I know that in also these seasons of our life, doesn't it also feel like it brings a lot of stress and pressure? We got some real people up here. <laughs> How many of you are in school and like, man, the last little leg of school, like at GGC, man, that was horrible. <laughs> How many are you and G and you're like, I'm still trying to wrap up. <laughs> How many of you are like young adults, young professionals in the room, you're like, man, this job, I just feel like now, like right now, it's just so stressful. See, in every season, there's always just gonna be different things that stress you out. There's gonna be different pressures that you face. And tonight's a little different. Tonight's gonna be a little shorter. It's gonna be more of a, of a Devo thought maybe if you will, maybe a little bit more from, from my heart, maybe a little bit more unpolished, it's more from things in, even in my own journal. And uh, a couple of years ago, I tell the story to our volunteers and leaders a lot. I share the story a lot just because I think it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. And uh, a couple years ago, I went to play disc golf at Little Mulberry Park, and I uh, ended up uh, losing my keys uh, at Little Mulberry Park. And uh, in the first, you know, hour or whatever, I was like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna find these things. I got there at 11 a.m. I did not leave Little Mulberry Park until 7.30 at night. I was there the whole day with the lunch break, <laughs> going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, trying to find my keys. I mean, the first hour, it was just more like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah, we'll make this fun, I'll make an adventure. We'll just start throwing rocks at trees in the woods and we'll just make it a fun time. I know I lost my keys, but whatever. I want to make this enjoyable. Uh, and then the second hour comes and that's when like reality sits in now. Like, eh, okay, now I start to be a little bit more like persistent. Now I gotta actually like, okay, what throw did I make on this hole? What hole was I on here? I gotta like start retracing every single step. Now the third hour comes. Now I'm like, ugh, yep. This is where reality's sinking in a little bit. Fourth hour comes, like now I'm just mad. Like at this point, I'm just like, dude, I can't even find my keys. I, I remember I got so desperate. Okay, the fifth hour comes, now I'm just so desperate. I end up texting one of our leaders in C12, Trip, who's letting you guys know. And uh, I was like, bro, you got a metal detector? Like, I don't care what it's gotta take at this point. Like, I'm just willing to find whatever. And if you know Trip, he's like, yeah, man, I sure, I got hookups. I know where I can get one. <laughs> 
He's like, I, I can certainly bring that. I ended, <laughs> ended up uh, getting to a spot where I just called a, a locksmith and they came out and I was like, this is a weird experience. They came out in their little ghetto, little van, and I'm here making, they're making the key in the back. I got little families with their kids walking by, and I'm like, just move along. We don't have candy. We're not ghetto. We're not sketchy. Like, we're not weird. And they're like, like making my key. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like, I'm so stressed out in the moment. And it's a funny story to tell now, but when I look back, it just, it stressed me out entirely. I mean, there's, when you're in the moment, it's like, this isn't funny now, but it will be funny later. And I look back and you're like, that really wasn't a big deal. Had I not even found my keys, whatever, I would have figured it out. I would have gotten something else. I could have got a ride, someone would have picked me up. How many of you have been in a moment where it wasn't really a big deal, but like your stress amplified the problem? Like what you're in is like, man, in the grand scheme of things, when you look back, oh, like five years ago, yeah, that happened. Now it's like, it's not even a big deal, but it was a big deal then because my stress seemed to amplify the problem. See, I wanna tell a story from the perspective of two people, okay? Nick and Caitlin. I want you to identify who you are more like, if you're more like Nick or you're more like Caitlin. Okay, when I was in high school, another example. We, uh, I was driving around with some friends of mine and she thought it'd be a really funny idea to go in the high school parking lot at night and pretend to be undercover cops going behind a, a sketchy pickup truck at like, you know, 11.30 midnight. And she goes, this is so funny. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) And this is Wisconsin, we're not the ghetto, but I clearly like, we don't just start rolling up in parking lots going behind random people. He starts driving down the road. She thinks it's funny, she starts laughing. So she starts following this guy going down the road and he starts putting his hands on 10 and two. Like he, he thinks that we're undercover cops. She turns her brights on, she makes him panic. He's going 25 miles an hour. And all of a sudden he figures out that we're just a bunch of high school kids. So he swerves into the middle of the road, gets out of his car, and starts doing like this little, you know, the gangster walk. <laughs> he starts coming out of his car and he goes, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, I, man, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not from the ghetto, dude. This is Wisconsin. If I see you walking like that, like I'm out. Like I don't mess with that. Like I, I don't grow up in those households. I don't mess with that. And so he ends up uh, walking towards our car and Caitlin starts freaking out. So she starts losing her mind. So now what she thought was funny, now all of a sudden the pressure of the situation, now she starts freaking out. And so she, now she has her hands gripped on that steering wheel and she just starts screaming, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and slams on the gas. And she's not even looking behind her. She doesn't care. She's not even looking at it in the car, a mailbox. She's just so focused and goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Meanwhile, someone in the passenger seat was a lot like Caitlin. She starts having an anxiety attack. So she starts hyperventilating. So she starts freaking out in the passenger seat. Okay, how many of you, okay, let, let's just be honest, let's just admit, you're like, mm, yeah, if I was in that situation, I'd probably be a lot like Caitlin. <laughs> I probably would have freaked out, that pro- I probably would not have handled that well. Meanwhile, at the same time, okay, my friend Nick, in the back seat, she's screaming, her other friend is having an anxiety attack and he's in the back going, guys, it's fine. <laughs> Like, it's not a big deal, relax. Like, it's not anything to worry about. Okay, how many of you guys are a lot like Nick? <laughs> if, you, if you're gonna be like Nick, how many of you guys would identify with Nick? That you're just like, when it comes to situations of, of high pressure or you're like, dude, whatever, it's not a big deal. And I think sometimes in moments, we either identify with Caitlin or with Nick. We walk around life saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, or we're kind of like Nick and we say, well, it's not a big deal. And here's the point, neither are helpful. 
because we either live in despair or we live in denial. We don't acknowledge it or we're just always overwhelmed. I think one of the biggest things, especially in this season, and I would say maybe a big thing even for our generation, is we're gonna have to learn, how do I acknowledge my pressure around me without babysitting the stress that's within me? How do I acknowledge my, my pressure that exists in my world without babysitting the stress that is inside of me? Look what it says in 2 Corinthians. It says, Paul goes on to say, say this. He says, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and have been exposed to death again and again. The weird flex, like, okay. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, and in danger from Gentiles. I was in danger from the city, in danger of the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, like if that wasn't enough, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. If there's anyone who gets stress and pressure, it's Paul. He learned what it meant to have peace in the midst of pressure. He learned to know what it meant to pray without ceasing, to bring all your petitions and requests up to God. In seasons like this, when you feel like, man, a lot is going on around me, a lot's going on in my family, a lot's going on at school, a lot's going on at work, it's easier to feel like you gotta pick up the sword and be more independent when I think God wants you to sit and just be dependent. Just be dependent on me. Sit with me. And you hear these words interchangeably. Well, stress and pressure, what's the difference? Stress is something that's inside you. Stress is internal. It's something that you can control. It's something that you can, something that you can manage. This is something that personal, like personally you feel there are personal things that stress you out in your job, in your world, in your reality that it doesn't feel like a big deal to somebody else, but it's a big deal to you. And then there's pressure. It's just the pressure of life. Things, in your, things, things that you can't control. Things that happen. Maybe a diagnosis that you didn't expect that would happen. Maybe your car, your car broke down. You got in an accident. Maybe things that happened in your job that, that all of a sudden just got added onto you. Maybe it's things at school and you're like, this is a lot more than I can handle. See, pressure are things that you can't control. It's just part of life, it's inevitable. But these are, these are things that are public. These are things that people can see. If there's anything uh, that I, even I learned when I was in the residency program, stress and pressure was perhaps maybe the biggest thing that I learned. Because one of my mentors said uh, at, at, a, at a really hard time, in a really hard season, he said, Alex, just because you're in a winter season doesn't mean that your ministry needs to be either. Just because it's really hard right now inside of you doesn't mean that it needs to be the same around you. Pressure is just inevitable. And I feel like we've all said the, maybe the, the saying to ourselves, well, if I just get out of this season, then the next one will be easier. Maybe, well, once school ends, then I'll finally be a little bit more free. Once this one thing just comes to an end, then, then it'll be a lot, I won't have to manage so much. And the reality is, is that we get invited into a new pressure. 
One pressure dies, a new pressure arises. New seasons invite new pressures. New jobs invite new pressures. The next and new in life always comes with different complexities and different pressures. So how do we handle, like I don't, I don't know how to handle stress and pressure. How do I manage that? I'm gonna give you a really simple answer. It's gonna feel like, oh, that's not profound. That's all that you came up with. It's just sit with God. The more that we feel like we have to run in life, sometimes we bring that same intensity in prayer. And if you don't change your pace in the midst of pressure, you won't be able to have God's presence in the midst of prayer. Because when you're so used to running in life, then you get so used to running in prayer. I think God in this season maybe wants to invite you to embrace and model a different posture. Have a change of pace. And I think oftentimes we have said this uh, in church when it comes to church, well, I'm gonna go to that because I want to be fed. I'm gonna go to this because I want to be spiritually uh, uh, being fed. And I think that there is a challenge, I think that, that God would invite us into that I think when it comes to being fed, I think God invites you into prayer. That's where it really starts. You wanna be fed, you can go sit with God. You want more of God, you can go seek him. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, meaning that it's not gonna be easy just to go sit with God. It's not gonna be easy to find God, but it's gonna require you to go sit with him. And I think that in moments like this, it would be easy to say, well, I, would, I, I want to go to C12 to get fed. I go on the weekends to get fed. Well, no wonder why we might live in a generation that is spiritually anorexic because we want to have somebody else feed us when I think God invites us into prayer and he wants us to learn how to feed ourselves. You have new stresses and pressures in this life, maybe in this season, God invites you to go deeper. God invites you to go sit with him. So I think in this season, you have to not let stress and pressure become a power over you. And I think you, you can do what it says in James 4, 8. Those that draw near uh, to God, God will draw near to you. In Philippians 4 and 4, 6, it says not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, give all your petitions and requests to God. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let's not get caught up in all the pressures that maybe exist around you. And maybe that pressure actually gets smaller when your praise gets bigger. That the pressure around you, maybe it's not as big as you think it is because something always seems bigger when you're not with God. When you go and you sit with God, God right-sizes things in you because you start with God's voice and you end with God's voice. Inside prayer, have you ever had a moment in prayer where you feel like, oh, I came in and then you walked out of prayer and you're like, man, I feel like nothing happened. <laughs> I feel like nothing changed. I feel like nothing was different. Because sometimes we just come into prayer not hearing God's voice. So I start with my voice and I end with my voice. So I end with what I want, to, I start with what I want to say and I end with what I want to say. So no wonder why the pressure doesn't feel any different because all I did was vent, not pray. I think God invites you to sit with him. And so that's what tonight is. Tonight's a different change of pace.
Tonight's gonna be, this is really short, but tonight is a different pace, it's a different structure because I think God invites us when maybe in life we're so used to running in school and so used to running in our job, so used to running in the things of life around us, I think God just invites you to sit. Sit with him and sit with other people. So that's why tonight's different. The focus wasn't this, the focus was community. The focus was to be together, to be with each other. And so tonight we're doing a Friendsgiving meal with everybody. So I hope you came hungry. <laughs> hope you came happy with it. Uh, and so uh, I'm gonna pray and then I'm gonna kind of give a little bit of uh, direction how you uh, uh, leave the room. But we have a bunch of turkey and ham and potatoes uh, and cookies and desserts. So uh, <laughs> if you... Uh, if you didn't come hungry, you're missing out. Uh, so I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna dismiss us. You guys can leave out the doors, uh, but let, let me close this out in prayer and then we can uh, dive in uh, to eating together and being together. So God, thank you for nights like this. God, thank you for moments like this. God, where we get to, God, maybe have a different change in pace. God, maybe it's a different structure. God, maybe for a reason because God, tonight, is a night where maybe, God, maybe there are people in the room, God, who have never been a part of a ministry. God, maybe tonight is the first night that they're here for the first time at C12. God, I pray specifically, God, over people that are here for the first time, God, that you would begin a new chapter in their life of finding community, of engaging in family. And God, I just pray for the midst of, of all of us, God, who are facing different struggles at home, different struggles in our own life, and just feel the weight and the pressure, and it feels like it never goes away. God, I pray that tonight would just be a burden lifted off. Because God, although we're with each other and God, we're eating together, God, you're here. God, you're in the midst. God, you're in the room. And so God, I pray that you bless this food over our body. God, I, I pray that you bless this time of God, of, of being together. And so Father, we just pray this in your name, amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. Take some time to sit with God and have him guide you on how to handle the pressure in your life. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12Stone. Hope to have you join us next week.